Welcome to A Passion for Christ, a heart-to-heart conversation with pastors called to build the kingdom of God here in Southern California. Now here's your host, KKLA's Director of Ministry, Richard Kennedy. Well, welcome to A Passion for Christ. I'm Richard Kennedy. We are so glad you tuned in this evening to uh, join us in conversations with local ministers. And tonight, I have one of my favorite guests, especially this time of year, Rabbi Gary Jurashinsky of Beth Ariel. His fellowship is in Woodland Hills. We'll, we'll give you a little more information about that. But Gary, welcome. Yeah, it's always great to be here with you, Richard. Thank you for having me on. Well, you know, I try to have you on around Passover mm-hmm. and, of course, Day of Atonement, which is Yom Kippur. Right. And some of the different Jewish holidays. And this year just seems kind of strange because Easter seemed like it was, you know, kind of out of place in regards to Passover, which we were just talking about. And I don't want to get into all that. No, no, no. But um, Passover's coming up in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, Passover this year will be Friday evening because all the Jewish festivals begin on the, in the evening. Right. Because Genesis, when the days are created, it's the evening and the morning is the first day, the evening and the morning is the second day. Mm-hmm. So in Jewish tradition, all the festivals begin at sundown. So Friday night uh, begins the Sabbath, and then Saturday is the Sabbath. And Passover this year begins Friday night, April the 22nd. And, you know, that's a, a wonderful time, if you have Jewish friends, to talk to them about their holiday and I think sometimes you can kind of weave in a little bit of our Christian faith based on some of the conversations, which I want to talk about in a couple of minutes. But first, tell us a little bit about Beth Ariel. What is Beth Ariel? It may sound like not a Christian church, but in reality, it is a Christian ministry, isn't it? Yes. Beth Ariel, well, the name means the house of the line of God. And this is a name for Jerusalem. It's also a name that we like to attach to the Messiah because Jesus the Messiah is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but he's also depicted in the book of Revelation as a lion. And he's Mm -hmm. certainly a descendant of David, and he's a lion from the tribe of David. So Beth Ariel means the house of the Lion of God, and we think of the Lord and we think of Yeshua, Jesus, that's his Hebrew name, as our Messiah and Savior. And so it's in that sense that we are very much like a Christian church in that we, too, acknowledge Jesus as the Savior and as our Messiah. But do you look at at your church as an outreach to the Jewish community? Well, it is that. It's more than that, but it's certainly that, because the reason we exist is we want to help Jewish people understand that Jesus was a Jew, and Jewish people certainly acknowledge that. But he's more than just a Jew. He's the Jewish Messiah. And so Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that Jewish people, like all people, would hear of the good news of who he is in a way that's relevant to them, in a way that they will understand. So when Jewish people, not always, but oftentimes go into a local church, um, it's very foreign to them because the traditions are different, the look is different, the colors are different. Um, when they when individuals come into Beth Ariel, uh, we have a Torah scroll in an ark that is present, just like you would see in the synagogue. Mm. We light Shabbat candles. We have a seven-branch menorah. We say some of the Jewish liturgical prayers in both Hebrew and in English. And we certainly sing songs that are reflective of Jesus as the Messiah. And some of the keys that these songs are sung in are in the minor keys, which are more <laughs> conducive to Jewish culture and sure. Jewish tradition. And uh, we try to help them see that you can be Jewish and believe in Jesus. And in fact, we would go a step further. We would say that in, if you are Jewish, being 
uh, fully Jewish would mean to embrace the Jewish Messiah who has been sent. So in that sense, we are an outreach, but we are who we are, expressing our faith in a Jewish way. So you have a congregation of mix where you have some Christians of Christian faith because they love the cultural roots into the Jewish faith, but you also have Jewish who have become completed believers Mm -hmm. who accept fully the Messiah. Yes, we have non-Jewish participants that are fully involved in our congregation. We have some who are elders and serve as ushers and musicians. Mm -hmm. You know, they're fully integrated because we believe what Paul says, that we are one new man in Ephesians. So we are united together, Jew and non-Jew, uh, because of the our f- common faith in Jesus as the Messiah, mm-hmm. the uh, u- uniting work of the Holy Spirit who works in our hearts. And so the non-Jewish folks that come, they come because they love the Jewish traditions. They right. honor and respect the idea that Jesus came from a Jewish context, and they want to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. The Jewish people who come, they're participating because it helps them understand who they are as a Jew. Oftentimes, and for me, I'll speak personally, I was raised in an Orthodox Jewish home, that there were times in my own life and in my own spiritual journey where it was rather difficult to sort of balance out these two aspects of my life. I'm Jewish, but I also believe in Jesus. And most Jews today do not believe in Jesus, but I happen to be one who does. And so for me to be around other Jewish people who believe and to be expressing my faith much the same way uh, Jesus worshipped the Lord as he would go into synagogues and as right. he would go into the temple. Um, it helps me to uh, just to celebrate who I am as a Jew who also believes Jesus is the Messiah. Mm. And if you just tuned in, this is 99.5 KKLA. I'm Richard Kennedy, and we're having a conversation with Rabbi, congregational leader, Pastor Gary Durzinski mm-hmm. from Beth Ariel over in Woodland Hills. They're right off the, uh, they're in between the Ventura and Victory Boulevard on Fallbrook, and it's a, a new location for them. And we're talking about the blending of tradition. Tradition, tradition. You, you know, <laughs> you I've go. always wanted to play that part of Tevia, you know, from uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Many of you are familiar, and forgive me for invoking that song, but it's such a fun place because when I have gone to Beth Ariel, I saw the two blended together. Yeah. And yeah. I wanted to get up and start shaking and doing it, but you know, no one else wanted to join me, Gary, which was a blessing to you and your congregation. No, no, no. We we have dancers <laughs> oh, that are do. in That's our congregation wonderful. and we dance yeah. around the congregation uh, facilities as, yeah. as well sometimes. So Well what I love about your congregation is the fact that you do blend the two cultures and it's done in such a wonderful way. And if you're a Christian believer you get to see so much of your Christian heritage throughout the scriptures and through your services. And what I loved about Fiddle on the Roof, and most of you probably have seen the movie. If you haven't, you don't know what you're missing. But what I love is the Jewish culture, they love to celebrate. They love their history. They love their traditions. And that's, what I think, why that song was written. Mm-hmm. And one of the celebrations that you celebrate every year is Passover. Indeed. And Passover really ties into the Christian faith, doesn't it, Gary? Well, yeah, because the central theme of Passover is redemption. Right. You know, is the Lord has yeah. come to redeem his people from Egyptian bondage and slavery mm-hmm. and to bring them into a new relationship with the Lord, especially we see that at Mount Sinai when they are given the law. Mm-hmm. So redemption is not merely, as you oftentimes hear in churches, being bought out of the marketplace of slavery. 
it's much broader than that and fuller and I would say richer. Indeed, there is a coming out of something, but there's also an entering into something. And so what the Lord does when he redeems us is that he delivers us from our sin. But he doesn't just deliver us from our sin. He also gives us the Spirit of God to cleanse our hearts and to enable us to live in a way that glorifies God because now we have entered into a living and dynamic relationship with uh, the Lord, the living God of the universe through the Messiah. And that's because he's alive. We just celebrated the resurrection, right? Right. And Messiah said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And the reason we can have a living relationship, a genuine relationship, is because he is alive today. He's not just a memory or historical reality or theological truth. He is the living Messiah who lives within our hearts and in our midst. And therefore, um, we can experience what redemption is really about, Mm. which is Mm. a new, brand new birth, a brand new life, a renewing and a regenerating of our spirit in which we are now alive to God and that forevermore. It's wonderful. It makes me think of Nicodemus when he was asking that question of Jesus. Yeah, for sure. You know, how can I be born again? You know, and uh-huh. he was trying to really put this together, but he had a desire to have an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus because he saw what was going on. But let's go back a little bit about the tradition of Passover because mm-hmm. sure. at the time of of Jesus, they celebrated Passover, and it was a, an experience and a celebration, and and yet there's a lot. In that Passover, it's called a Seder, am I correct? That's right. And the word Seder means service. Okay. So mm-hmm. it's a, a special service set aside to celebrate Passover. And let's do a, a, a quick comparison of what the Jewish Passover is that you're going to be celebrating very soon. Right. In fact, you're going to be doing a Seder on what on the actual Passover? Yes. On April the 23rd, mm-hmm. which is the second night of Passover, our congregation will be hosting a Passover Seder banquet. We'll have our worship team leading us in music. We'll have our dance team that will be doing some dancing, and we'll lead our folks in dancing and celebration, like you had mentioned. Right. Uh, we'll have a full course meal that will be served. Uh, we're holding our Passover banquet at the Hilton Hotel right by... Canoga Avenue and Victory Avenue, okay. right in Woodland Hills. And that's on April the 23rd, uh, and uh, Saturday evening, and our Seder will begin at 6 o'clock. And anyone that's interested in uh, joining us, they can register online at our website, which is BethRel.org. And you're going to, again, kind of blend the two faiths together, aren't you? You're going to take from the tradition of the Seder and, and the Passover and show us what it means as believers, as Christians, correct? Absolutely, because when Jesus celebrated what in the Christian tradition is often referred to as communion or the Eucharist or the Lord's Supper, Mm -hmm. was the last time Yeshua, Jesus, celebrated Passover with his disciples. So he went through a Passover Seder with all of the traditions, but what he did was he utilized those traditions to enhance his own identity as the Messiah and to encourage his disciples to live in a manner that expresses their faith and trust in him. Well, take us back to that last supper. Take us back to okay. the, to that 
that evening and give us a little bit of a taste of what was really going on. Sure, because what we'll, we will do at our Seder is we'll go through all the Jewish traditions and we'll show the connections. And we'll not just show them, but we'll all experience it together mm-hmm. as we celebrate Passover. What a wonderful evening. So, for example, um, the Jewish people will, will partake of four different cups of wine or juice on Passover. And each cup has a different name, and each cup signifies a different stage in the deliverance of the Jewish people. Well, we know that Jesus partook of at least three of those four cups, because the first cup is called the Kiddush cup, which separates this night from all the nights. And when Jesus gathered with his disciples, he said, this is the last time I will celebrate Passover with you before I suffer, and I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until I drink it anew with you in the kingdom. So when he said no longer drink of the fruit of the vine, that's an expression that is recited in every prayer that is said before the juice is partaken of. Mm -hmm. So we know that Jesus said those words at the very beginning of the Passover Seder, and he would have said them when the first cup was, was partaken of. The third cup of Passover is called the cup of redemption, and it signifies the deliverance of the Jewish people out from Egypt. Well, it was that cup that Jesus took and said, this is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for the remission of sins. We know that because the the gospel tells us he took the cup after dinner. And the cup after dinner is the third cup, the cup of redemption. So now Jesus was telling us this cup that symbolized the deliverance of the Jewish people from Egypt now also symbolizes the deliverance from sin that I will provide for you Mm. by my death Mm. and by the life that I will give. And at the end of the Seder, we're told in Matthew's gospel that after they sang a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Well, when it says a hymn, they don't mean, you know, just as I am or, right. or one of the, <laughs> one of the traditional Christian yeah. hymns. They're talking about the Hallel Psalms, referred to as the psalm or the hymn, uh, which were the Hallel Psalms or Psalms of Praise that concluded the Passover. So we know that Jesus said those words with regard to the Hallel cup, which was the cup of praise. There are other things, too. There's the dipping of the parsley into the salt water. Jesus used that as an indicator of who the betrayer would be. He that dips his hand with me in the dish right. is the one who would betray me. There is the dipping of the sop, uh, which is another part of the tradition. And again, Jesus used that to symbolize the betrayer. We read about all the disciples and Jesus gathered at the last Passover supper together. And it says that they reclined at the table. Well, in tradi- traditionally, everyone gets a pillow at Passover because we are to eat in a reclining posture. Why? Because in the ancient world, if you were a slave, you ate standing up or sitting erect. But if you were a free man, you ate reclining. So because we're mm-hmm. celebrating our freedom, our redemption, everyone eats reclining. And thereby, we know where John sat because we're told John was reclining on Jesus's chest. And that meant that he had to be seated on the right-hand side because everyone reclines on their left. And we'll read about the breaking of the matzah. Jesus broke the matzah and said, this is my body broken for you. And uh, we know that matzah is made, is unleavened. It's unleavened bread. And in scripture, leaven symbolizes sin. And Jesus was unleavened, if you will. He was sinless. sinless. So when he broke the matzah, he was anticipating and symbolizing his own coming brokenness, Mm. which would uh, speak of the death he would endure, that we would have life. And I would just say, lastly, um, there's so much more to share, but lastly, uh, we remember the Passover lamb, the blood of which at the Exodus was sprinkled on the two side doorposts, the upper lintel, 
so that the firstborn would be spared. And of course, as John the Immerser, John the Baptist had said, uh, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Paul says that uh, Jesus is Christ, our Passover, Messiah, our Passover, who Mm -hmm. has been sacrificed Mm -hmm. for us in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Mm. So all of these traditions and ideas, and they all crystallize and they come to a climax in the coming Savior, the coming Messiah, who is the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. And if you just tuned in, that's uh, Rabbi Gary Dershinsky with the Beth Ariel Fellowship, which is really an outreach to the Jewish community or a, a messianic it's congregation. A messianic congregation, that's correct. And they're going to be holding a actual Seder Passover um, on Passover evening. The second night of Passover, which right. is April the 23rd, Saturday night at uh, 6 o'clock over at the Hilton Hotel right on Canoga Avenue between Canoga, right at the Canoga-Victory Avenue mm-hmm, intersection. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's Woodland Hills. Yeah. Now, would this be a great opportunity for someone who has friends that are of the Jewish faith or maybe were raised Jewish, but they're not really in- engaged? A- absolutely, because they all of us will learn a great deal about Passover. We have yeah. the Haggadahs, which is the booklet that we read through. We light the candles. We'll celebrate together. Uh, we'll learn things. And uh, we'll enjoy one another's company. And so it would be a great time to bring their Jewish friends who would not otherwise be celebrating Passover. Sure, sure. They won't be offended by anything. They may disagree, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's certainly not uh, a thing that they will be um, uh, disappointed in having yeah. partaken of. Yeah. And again, that is in two weeks. On uh, yeah, coming right. up in uh, two Saturdays now, right? And uh, April the twenty third. April the twenty third. And for more information, you can go to Beth. Ariel.com, am I correct? Dot uh, org. Dot org, okay, dot org. And um, that would be an event that you do not want to miss because my wife and I had the privilege of many years ago participating in one, and we walked away just going, wow, because you saw so much of your faith, Christian faith, tied into this Passover, and the two really became the one. As a result of that Last Supper mm-hmm. today, We celebrate communion in many churches. Um, Kind of take us through the communion service now as how it relates to that Passover evening. Yeah, oftentimes what happens in the local church is you have a little cup, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, where you basically get a sip of juice. Right. And you get a little broken piece of, of the matzah. And we usually make reference to the fact that, you know, Jesus took the bread and said, this is my body broken for you. And then he took the cup and said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for the remission uh, of sins. And so that moment was that moment at his Passover Seder. Um, traditionally, the matzah would be broken. And, you know, today what Jewish people do is they actually have what's called a matzah tash. A matzah tash. Tash, yeah, yeah, which is a matzah bag. Okay. And it has three different compartments in it. And they'll take a matzah cake, a matzah square, and they put it in each one of those slots of the compartments in this bag. And at this moment, when Jesus did what he did, uh, the Jewish man of the household would take out that middle matzah, break it in half, and then after having wrapped it up in a linen cloth and tucked it away, he would then take it out, break it off, and give to each individual. Mm-hmm. And that's where that tradition comes from. What's interesting is that it's referred to in the Jewish tradition as the afikomen. And that word is not a Hebrew word. It's a Greek word. 
And it's always raised eyebrows because why would you have a Greek term in the middle of a sacred moment in the Jewish festival, you know? And uh, many believe that that tradition of the three matzahs and the third one, second one taken out, broken, wrapped up, unwrapped, and then given to each individual, which is what Messiah did in the New Testament account, uh, was something that was created traditionally by the early first century Jewish believers as they wanted to enhance their celebration of Passover in remembrance of Messiah. And that word afikomen means, I have come. And so the question is, who is this one who has come? Well, for the Jewish believers of the first century, this one who has come is the promised Messiah whose body was broken, which body was also wrapped in a linen cloth after his death, and which matzah was unwrapped when he came out of the tomb at his resurrection. So when we celebrate the Lord's Supper at uh, Beth Ariel, we remember this spectrum of events that Mm. crystallized Mm. the uh, redemptive work of Messiah who died for our sins, who was entombed for the three days, who then came out resurrected as the triumphant and transfigured um, Messiah of Israel. Wow. And so, and then when we partake of the cup in, in, our, in our church gatherings, uh, we remember that uh, it is because of the blood of the atonement of the Messiah that our sins can not only mere, merely be covered temporarily, but actually removed from us as far as the Mm. East is from the West. And that's what's so wonderful about knowing him as Savior. We're fully forgiven, Mm. pardoned, Mm. and cleansed. Gary, we only have a couple minutes, and again, I want to encourage people to go to BethAriel.org and find out about the Seder service, which is coming up in two weeks. That's right. And um, that's something you really want to be praying about and maybe bring some friends to. You will walk away just so encouraged. We only got a couple minutes, but I want you to talk about the opportunity that's happening in Valencia sure. at um, Higher Vision Church, correct? That's right. Tell us real quickly about that. Well, Beth Ariel has a weekly Shabbat service every Saturday over on Fallbrook Avenue right, uh, in Woodland Hills. 11 a.m., right? 11 a.m. on Saturdays. And we just started a second service up in the Santa Clarita area in Valencia. Higher Vision Church in Valencia has opened their doors, have has opened them widely <laughs> to us <laughs> to begin a service up there. And we meet there on the first and third Saturday evenings of the month. So okay. we held our first service, and we had 65 people came out, mm-hmm. and it was just uh, just wonderful. And our next service will be April the 16th. And so if there's anyone up in that area that would like to join us for our second service, uh, just come on over to Higher Vision Church. They're located on the old road right across from Six Flags mm-hmm. in Valencia. Mm-hmm. And our service there is at 6 o'clock. Uh, child care is provided. We have refreshments afterwards. We'd love to get to know some of the folks up there, have yeah. them come and celebrate, worship with us as well. So you have an opportunity now to get involved in a messianic mm-hmm. outreach mm-hmm. with Beth Ariel over in Valencia or in Woodland Hills. That's right. And that's your primary a location, and they meet every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. That's right, in and Woodland Hills. In yep. Woodland Hills. And again, it's between Victory and the Ventura um, Boulevard. That's all I can tell you. And it's uh, plenty of parking. It's a great little place to go visit. Gary, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us and participating. And if you wouldn't mind cl- closing us in a word of prayer for tomorrow's services. Sure, I'd love to. 
Father, we thank you for the opportunity we have to share you, and we do that in our churches, in our congregations, or even over the airwaves. So we're very grateful for this opportunity. We do pray that as we get ready to celebrate Passover, that, Father, you would bring those uh, who you intend to come. And may we come ready to celebrate Messiah, who is the Lamb of God and the Savior of the world. And it is by his work, by his death, by his sacrifice, by his love, by his mercy, that we can have life everlasting. And we thank you for the work that you've begun at Beth Ariel over in Woodland Hills and over in Valencia. And we're thankful, Father, for all of the opportunities we have to worship Messiah and Savior, the Lord Yeshua, the King of all kings. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, special thanks to uh, Rabbi Gary Durashinsky of Beth Ariel Fellowship in Woodland Hills and now out in Valencia for joining us today on A Passion for Christ. And I just want to encourage you to be praying about the Passover celebration and see if this is something God wants you to get involved with. If you you feel you need to, or you feel you want to, I should say, uh, just check them out at BethAriel.org, and there's more information. Thanks for tuning in again for A Passion for Christ this week. We look forward to visiting with you next week. Go out and be a light. In the name of Jesus, amen. You've been listening to A Passion for Christ, sponsored by 99.5 KKLA. Tune in again next week at this time for another intimate glimpse of what God is stirring in the hearts of Southern California's pastors here on A Passion for Christ. 